Inside Psychology Nerds, and welcome to Psychology and Stuff, the podcast out of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. I'm Ryan Martin, one of the hosts of Psychology and Stuff, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, my friend, chair of the psychology program here at UW-Green Bay. It's Georgina Wilson-Dungess. How's it going, Georgina? It is going very, very well, Um, although I am... uh practicing some gratitude today. Uh, Grateful that you are actually recording this podcast with me because there was a a chance of a fairly decent chance that you wouldn't have made it. Uh, So like, can you tell our listeners what you've been up to for the past couple of days? Yes, I certainly will. That was, that was a dynamite segue, by the way. (laughs) I like that a lot. I um yes, I was in New Orleans uh, for spring break, uh, enjoying some time with my kids, both of whom are were born in that area. So we were kind of visiting for the first time in their memory, at least uh, where they're from, which was very cool, but also just doing some touring and things like that. And on our last night, our very last night uh, in town before we flew out the next morning, the uh, there was a tornado and the tornado uh, hit about a mile or so from where we were staying, uh, maybe a little more than that. But um, the, the, the crazy thing about it was that, so I, you know, I'm not actually, I don't think I've ever been in a hotel when a tornado struck before. And maybe that's not weird. Maybe very few people have, but I've never been in, we're on the 18th floor of this hotel. So, but at the time my kids were in there in the room on the 18th floor, my wife and I were in the lobby and um all of a sudden, every human being in the lobby, which was absolutely packed because the weather was so terrible, nobody was had left the hotel. They were all having dinner and drinks there. Everybody's cell phone started, like went off at the same time. With, That's uh, so scary. I know, with an alert. Um, and everybody started kind of like freaking out and you looked at it and it was the most strongly worded weather warning I've ever seen in my life. And so... It was, I mean, it, it literally was like, do not wait until you see it get to, to safety now, blah, 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 right? Wow. So my wife and I immediately went to get our kids uh, who were on the 18th floor um, and oh. which I will admit to having made a mistake. And this is when I make this mistake. I didn't realize it until I was in the elevator, but we both shouldn't have gone. One of us should have stayed on the first floor because when you're both in the elevator, if the, if the power goes out and the elevator stalls, um, <laughs> now you're both in the elevator and your kids are not. So that was an error. Um, but we went up there, we got them. Um, my kids are awesome, by the way, just to, to throw out, you, you, you learn who your kids are sometimes in crisis. Um, and I, I had called my son who was up there and said, Hey, we're coming to get you be ready. And when we got up there, they were both sitting there. They both had their shoes on. They both had grabbed their windbreakers, put them on in case we went outside, I guess. They weren't necessarily <laughs> thinking through that part. Unless um, the wind came in, yeah. which would be very unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> they, they had both packed their backpacks full of like, like turned them into like bug out bags uh, full of uh, supplies that they would need if they were spending the night in the lobby. And uh, we're ready to go. So um, we went to the lobby. We hung out there for a couple of hours. The lights flickered quite a bit uh, Mm -hmm. in the hotel. I didn't, you know, but when you're in a hotel and super loud, I don't think we had a sense for how bad it really was outside. And the next day discovered it was really bad outside. So, yeah. So we, uh, we made it, we, we, 
went to bed very late, not very late, relatively late. And, um, and then had lots of people check in, which was nice. Uh, that is people, very nice. And yeah. then you had to like get up in a couple of hours and fly home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, indeed, we we did, and it's funny because our our flight to New Orleans last week was delayed because of all kinds of weather problems. Not New Orleans, but in Atlanta. But our flight out, despite the tornado and despite all of that, everything was fine. So, huh. um, but wow. yeah, that is like it's just like sort of exciting, very terrifying, and. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that everything worked out so that we can record this podcast today. So uh, hooray. I have to share one other tornado related story quickly, and it'll be a much shorter one, but this was actually not my closest encounter with a tornado. So when I was in high school, um, or it was summer, actually, when I was in college in the summer one time, I, I used to work really early in the mornings teaching tennis lessons. And I came home and I was taking a nap and my phone was ringing and I got up and I answered it and my mom, and it had rung quite a few times um, but that I had ignored because I was trying to get some sleep. And I went over and I answered it and it was my mom calling and she's like, are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm fine, you woke me up. And she said, Ryan, a tornado hit six houses away from you. And it, a tornado had struck literally one of our neighbor's homes, um, not, not destroyed it, but destroyed a, a part of their, the garage and uh it was just six houses away so like a quarter of a mile a tornado had struck and i had slept through it wow yeah. wow that's a, like a superpower right there sleeping through a tornado <laughs> i know and what's so funny is that i could never i can't even sleep through like a drop of rain now so <laughs> yeah. well maybe maybe that's a safer way to be yes oh so I am so excited today because um, this podcast episode is uh, sort of me interviewing you, uh, which we have done several times uh, throughout our, our time together as co-hosts, but it is always great to just return to having a conversation uh, between us because I, I feel like you're doing really amazing things and I'm excited to have you share some of the things that you're talking about. So I'm going to introduce you as if you were a stranger guest uh, <laughs> on the podcast today. Uh, but we are going to be, I am going to be interviewing you, Ryan Martin, uh, who is currently the Associate Dean of the College of Arts, Humanities and Social Sciences as well as a professor of psychology here at UW-Green Bay. He is also a, a fabulous author, having written the book, Why We Get Mad, How We Can Use Anger for Positive Change, uh, a great book that we actually talked about maybe a year ago, uh, we're like a year and a couple months ago when it first came out. And so listeners, you should definitely get this book and maybe we'll talk a little bit uh, about some of the things in that book as well. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today is one of Ryan's other passions other than authoring books. And that is his very strong and important presence on social media. Uh, and so he talks in, on TikTok and Instagram and all the platforms uh, about anger mostly, but also other emotions uh, as well. And so that's what we're going to be 
talking about today. And so uh, my first question to you is, um, how did you decide that you would want to use social media, not just as like a fun side thing that you do as a just a person uh, to something that you wanted to use as a platform uh, to talk about important topics. How did that happen? Yeah. So, you know, it's, first of all, I want to say two things. One, thank you for the introduction and thank you for, for having me on our show. <laughs> um, but I mean that because I, I love what we do here and I love talking to lots of people, but I also you know, like talking about this stuff too. And, and so that brings me to the second thing, because I would actually love if next uh, season, because we've mapped out our episodes for this season, but if next season we can talk about, do an episode dedicated to statistics and, and your passion there, because I actually, I think we both have a lot of, of feelings about the importance of statistics, but uh, similarly sort of some of the ways in which human beings could benefit from knowing more about it. So could we do that Amazing. next year? Absolutely. Now that you've said it out loud, it's happening. <laughs> Sweet. Excellent. So, you know, so much of, I would say my, my desire to, to do this stuff on social media, which I think really has more, has taken off more in the last year than ever before that, but it's really rooted in something that I've cared about since graduate school and that actually inspired the creation of the, the podcast we're hosting right now, which is just I've always been troubled by the gap between the science of psychology and the public understanding of it. It's always been a concern for me, it, even though you know, it, some people might be listening to that and saying, what? I mean, what do you mean? There's tons of, of psychology out there. I, I think that's true, but I also think that there's a bit of a cesspool of pseudo psychology and that I have found for a long time very troubling. In many of the cases of some relatively famous um, sort of content sharers in the world are, are not people who are sharing accurate information. And so it's always been an issue. It's why I wanted to start psychology and stuff, um, you know, I guess at this point, six or so years ago. But it's also what inspired me at the time to want to start All the Rage, the, the website I keep related to anger, is to sort of say, hey, look, here's information. It's not going to be locked up behind uh, a paywall. It's not, you know, it's not the kind of thing you have to buy a book for, although I do like it when people buy the book. Um, <laughs> That said, I like it when they go to the library and get it too. So, um, you know, I just, that the whole, the goal is to really take the science of psychology, at least my expertise in the science of psychology and make it accessible to as many people as, as I can. Absolutely. And I think about like the, the, the phrase, like giving psychology away or um, the psychi um, logo, which is psych everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that's definitely true. There is psychology everywhere, but there's not psychological science right. everywhere. <laughs> and I think that there's a really big difference. Was there like a point where you saw a post on social media or you saw a TikTok and you were like, oh no, like I have got to say something. You know, it, there, 
There wasn't. There wasn't that. There were two two experiences that really made me want to do this more than any other. One is that I was on this one that happened probably about six or seven years ago. There was a viral post going around um, that was false um, and and very 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 false, right? And um, a student shared it with me in class as though it was accurate. And it created a really uncomfortable moment because she had no idea that it wasn't accurate. And she had come across it, she believed it, she, she shared it with me and with the class and it put me in the awkward position of having to debunk it and, and potentially kind of have her feeling a little bit ashamed or embarrassed, you know? And so it was, it was not pleasant. But part of me was just sort of stuck with the, this is, this is why, real scientists need to be there to debunk those things in that space when they can, um, to share accurate information when they can. So, so that was one motivator for me. Um, two was that really, in, this happened, I mean, like a lot of people over the, the, during the pandemic, I looked into TikTok and I, with no intention of creating an account, mainly, just to see what it was and to see how people were using it. I went into it assuming that it was mostly silliness. Like it was, it was like lip sync videos and dances and stuff like that. And, and it is that, I mean, there's, there's definitely plenty of that, Mm -hmm. but then discovering very, very quickly, like the first day, Oh no, there's all sorts of really good information here. And I started following scientists who were talking about everything from sort of break like debunking COVID myths to um, explain, actually I follow a couple of people who explain statistics, right? Or I follow a couple of people who talk about grammar and really, really interesting people, not, not, not those aren't all scientists, but really interesting people sharing ideas. And I thought, oh, I, there's a space here for this, right? There's a space here where we can talk about these things. And there seems to be um, an audience for it, of people who really want to learn this stuff. And so part of me just thought I could, I could be them, but not about COVID, about psychology or specifically about emotions and about anger and helping people understand it that way. In, in some ways, uh, what you're saying reminds me of like the, the old TV show Mythbusters um, or like um, you know, like Bill Nye, the science guy, like doing videos, like, or, or verbally speaking, um, engaging content um, about real science, mm-hmm. uh, like, and, and debunking myths and, and thoughts that are not based in science whatsoever. And there, there's a real gift to the, the medium that you're working in, uh, to transfer information. Can you talk a little bit about how doing videos, particularly maybe on TikTok, uh, gives you a, um, a great way to communicate? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, one is, and I, we should, at some point in this conversation, we should talk about potentially some of the drawbacks of the, sure. because I do think that's important for people to hear too. But, but I would start by saying like, you know, the, the TikTok algorithm is very, very sophisticated and, and it, it really does, it really 
does share with people of who have these interests. It helps people find this information. And so in some ways, unlike uh, some other platforms, if you just put material out there and you put it out there that is interesting to people and that is um, said in particular ways, it will start to find an audience that way. And it, and it took me some time to do that. I, uh, there was a long while where I thought, I am just shouting, literally shouting into the ether. No one is paying attention to this at all, right? And um, and like questioning, is this dumb? Am I embarrassing myself? Should I leave? And then, and it's interesting though, because the one of the first posts that I did that had actual like traction that people paid attention to was about, was me describing a research project. It was not one of mine. It was me talking about a study that I had come across that I thought people would be interested in. And I, I all of a sudden realized like, oh, wow, this is, this is information people didn't know and they want to know it. Um, and so then that became like a, a mechanism to share research findings. You know, I don't necessarily love that we live in a world with such short attention spans. I don't think that's a great thing. But we do live in a world where people have short attention spans. And if we want people to have the information, I don't think it's effective to say, have a longer attention span. I think we have to provide it to them in a, in a way that they'll take it. And, and this right now is the way that people will, will, will take a lot of this information. It, it's more effective than if I were to write out the same information and try and share it with people. But that won't get as much attention. Absolutely. But I think what's really ironic about the attention span thing is that yes, people will only watch a minute or less, but they mm -hmm. will watch a thousand yeah. one minute videos and sit there for hours watching a whole bunch of one minute videos. And so sometimes I think to myself, it's not attention span yep. necessarily as the ability to process complex information. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think, uh, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also someone who uses TikTok or consumes information off TikTok. So I, I try and pay attention to my own habits there. And I discover sometimes how quickly, because you're right, it's not attention span the way we often think of it. It's not as though they just move on to something else, but they do move on to a different video, right? They get, mm -hmm. they get bored of that one before it's over. Okay. And so some of what happens there is uh, about trying to figure out how do you how do you say this in a way that makes people want to keep watching um, throughout the entire video instead of instead of passing on. Right, and that's really like a, a skill, a modern skill, uh, a, a modern soft skill, if I can <laughs> call it call it that. That's something that you're really good at. Um, I think is is presenting information in a way uh, that reaches people, but it doesn't come without some also like people who are commenting who don't like uh, what you're saying. Can you talk a little bit about the, you know, like that side of uh, using social media? Yeah. So first of all, thank you for saying that. Um, but also I, yeah. And so, I mean, I think there's different, there are different ways of different types of problems I've run into uh, with people. And, and it can look like two or three different ways. One is just 
One is, uh, I should start with the best version of this, which is other well-informed people with good intentions who disagree with you. And I will actually start by saying, I love that about TikTok. Um, one, of the, one of the criticisms that's gonna inevitably come up um, whenever you talk about social media as a form of scholarship is people saying, what about peer review? And, and they're right, that's a fair criticism. I will just make the point though that my work is being reviewed by my peers. Um, <laughs> they are, there are other psychologists on TikTok. They reach out to me. They tell me when they think I'm wrong. They bring up examples. I mean, this is, uh, I promise you, the internet is providing some judgment. <laughs> <laughs> and don't, don't you worry. Um, so I, I think, uh, so, the, you know, that's one version of, of what you bump into. And it's, it's pleasant. I like it. I learn a ton from people there. Um, that's one of the things that I always thought this was about me sharing information with people. It's not. It's them sharing information back to me um, and in a conversation that we, we often have um, that, that has been really rewarding. The other are people who simply um, do not want to agree. They don't necessarily have the expertise or any other information. They just don't don't agree. Um, and they and so this happens when I when I shared uh, probably the most obvious example of this when I share information about like spanking um, and how spanking children um, it does not do what most people want it to do. Right? It it doesn't curb negative behaviors. It leads to right. conduct problems and other kinds of emotional problems. And you get a lot of pushback on that. There are people out there who have no data. Um, they have no information um, other than something along the lines of I was spanked and I turned out fine, right? Which has yeah. been said to me many, many times. Um, the third version of this is um, the what what can be sort of the biggest downer and that is that sometimes people refer to this as finding themselves on the quote-unquote wrong side of tiktok where one of your videos gets sort of picked up by someone who really wants to make a point of of going after you and all of a sudden you've got people coming out of the woodwork to shame you and attack you and say nasty things to you or about you and, you know, that is the, the most, I, I would argue, the most unpleasant. Um, and I have, sadly, I've seen people who've actually left the platform for that reason. Um, really good, uh, you know, content creators who've said enough, um, this isn't a fun space to be. Right. Do you find that because of the topics that you talk about, like um, anger and the that sometimes leads to aggression as, you know, as a way uh, to demonstrate anger. Uh, and sometimes you talk about parenting, uh, that these kinds of issues are particular, um, particularly really well received by, by a certain audience, but also um, the, the target of much uh, yeah. dismay as well. <laughs> I think parenting in particular is one of those topics that I think brings out a lot of um, a lot of potential negativity because and it, and that's surprise actually I used to write about this years and years and years ago about sort of how 
how how people react when parenting comes up as a topic because in so many ways you know people say like never talk about politics and religion i, I would add this as a third category because it is it is deeply personal um it is also um i think people get if if you come across something some finding and it tells you hey what you are or what you have done is wrong it's hard not to to feel that it's hard not to feel like oh my god i i did damage right i i harmed my child because of of this and so i understand reacting negatively because of that feeling so vulnerable in that moment um so that's that is part of it um when it comes to sort of the hostility i faced there the other part is simply um there's part of there seems to be a contingent of people who feel like i am trying to create a softer world that is their words and that by trying by telling people like don't yell at your children it doesn't do any good it's mean or don't hit your children which is what spanking is that or try and you know encourage their their emotional side when i tell people that there's a contingent of people who say oh great you're what's wrong with America that's been told to me. Um, you know, you're trying, you're soft, you're trying to create other soft men like you, etc. And, you know, obviously, I don't agree. But I think that's, that's part of what they're, they're bringing. These aren't people who are feeling vulnerable about their parenting approach. These are people who don't like the world I want to live in, or I want to create. Right. So I, I wonder if you can reflect now that you've been doing the the science uh, on social media side, do you still post like fun videos that have nothing to do with your science or um, have you completely gone off social media as Ryan Martin, just a regular person? <laughs> no, you know, it's funny you ask because this morning's post was uh, was a funny uh, anecdote between my wife and I from from a while ago that I that I shared. At first, I actually did the opposite. At first, I stuck completely to my my sort of niche. Right, I just said nobody nobody wants to know anything about me personally. Let's just I'll just share this right, and I'll do that everywhere. And then over time. I think two things happened. One, some of my my followers started to get to know me a little better. And some of them even reached out and asked some of those questions. They'd say, I mean, they would reach out and say like, hey, um, I saw, you know, I saw that that picture of your kids in the background. It looks like they're adopted. Can you share that story? Right. And I still haven't really. But or um people actually like I think wanted to get to know me better one person just wrote and said I love that we're getting a tour of your house um, because because <laughs> I, had, I had moved locations and stuff um and so some of it they they started to sort of semi ask for more of that and so I started sharing more of that still sporadically because that, that isn't the goal necessarily um so that was I think part of it is just trying to still trying to have fun and be funny and and feeling like I cared a little less about trying to create the the niche and mm -hmm. following that I also just like this isn't just for other people it's for me too and sometimes that means a silly video of me wishing happy birthday to my wife you know or um, a phoenix friday which I don't do as often as I should because 
trying to, uh, so Phoenix Friday videos, these are the ones where I, I, I do a little transition where I get my kids to, to, to help out and to, because it's Friday, like pop in wearing UWGB clothes. It, it made it, um, directing kids is hard by the way. It, it was, <laughs> those videos those videos would take five minutes for me to make on my own and then instead they take about an hour because (laughs) I love that well like as we as we come to an end unfortunately because I feel like you and I could talk about this forever I wonder what's next for at anger professor uh on these on these platforms what's what are you thinking about like in the the very short term, like maybe mm-hmm. this summer, or what are you thinking about in the long term? Do you have a, a plan? I do. So part of what is, so right now I'm writing a second book and yeah. it's, it's due in June. And so um, I'm working on um, finishing that up. And so I'm taking not a break, but I'm trying to, I'm posting a little less as I finish that up. Um, but honestly, you know, what I would really like to do, because I haven't done a great job of this, is do more long form videos that are a little bit more, um, so maybe longer than TikTok, but for YouTube, that are really more, a little bit more class-like. You know, I, I want to, um, I took a class uh, over the last summer from the ACLU on um uh, just from the ACLU. And I learned a ton and I really liked the, the model that they used. And I, I kind of think, well, maybe there's a version of this that I can do. Um, that would be, because the problem, you know, with TikTok is that it's so, so much of it is just people don't watch your videos in the same order. It's hard to do longer form stuff. Um, people may come across your video without any context. And so you have to, it really has to be concise and you can only say so much. I like the idea of being able to provide a longer um, sort of, hey, let's talk about why we get mad and let's, let's go run through the whole model and provide examples. And so I, I'm hoping to do some of that, um, some more of that over the summer. That is fantastic. Like I, I really, I, I think that that is a natural next step. And I feel like you're there are plenty of people who follow you of the millions of people who follow you uh, that would be really interested in learning rather than just being exposed to ideas, but to actually like dive in a bit deeper. And, you know, like sometimes that's what social media leaves me wanting, like actually to learn rather than just to like say to somebody, Oh, I saw this thing on TikTok. I really don't know. Um, is, is that sort of what you're thinking? Yeah, because I, mean, I think that's a thousand percent true. I mean, so often a post, I, for me, a post I come across on TikTok or something I see on Twitter or someplace else, it, it inspires me to want to go learn more about whatever that thing is. Um, especially, you know, I'll come across like a story that I didn't know about in, in current events and it'll encourage me to want to go see more. And so that's my hope is that I can kind of like, Hey, sort of get the ball rolling. The other thing I should say too, just, uh, as an example of learning from people on TikTok, one of the things I did last summer is I, I reached out to people and said, I'm writing a book. I w- if, you, 
if you know or have lived with people who have anger problems and, and would be willing to let me interview you, please reach out. And I had so many people contact me. Unfortunately, I couldn't do interviews with all of them, but I did interviews with probably 10 different people and I learned so much. I heard all these fascinating stories about what it's like for them and things like that. And so I, I really mean it when I say that I feel like I learn as much from, from people as, um, as I teach them. Wow. That is so exciting. So um, tell our listeners again, uh, where can they find you on these fabulous social media platforms and then um, eventually uh, on YouTube? Yeah, so I am at Anger Professor, all one word, um, on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, most of my work is on TikTok, though I've been trying to do more and more on Instagram because um, that, that's been a really fun place too, and it has a similar sort of structure to it. Um, so I, I, all of those places work. I don't share the same things on all of those different places. So if 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 you follow me in one place, you may still want to follow me in the other um, if, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And then the other thing to do is just go to alltheragescience.com because that is where I, I'm going to probably at least host some of those videos and things like that. You can sign up for a newsletter there if you're interested in, in getting monthly updates on stuff. Um, when I try and build this class, I'm thinking of that's probably where a lot of it will be hosted. That is Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing sort of um, your journey into social media and sort of the, the fabulous things about it and also the pitfalls that others might uh, have to traverse as we all like um, learn how to use social media for good rather than <laughs> not for good. So thank you for that. Thank you, Georgina, for uh, for asking to do this and for interviewing me and for talking with me and for co-hosting a show with me. So um, listeners, if you are interested in what we're up to, you speaking of social media, you can follow at Psych and Stuff on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can, of course, follow me. We already mentioned that. But also, Georgina, you are on Twitter and Instagram, I think, at and Facebook at G-E-O-R-J-E-A-N-N-A-W-D, Georgina W-D. Excellent. Very good. Psychology and Stuff is a production of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. The executive producer is Ryan Martin and the production manager is Kate Farley. Our audio production coordinator is Bill Salick and our graphic designer is Kimberly Lease. If you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also head over to our website, uwgb.edu slash podcast, to check out past episodes of this and all our shows. I'm your host, Ryan Martin, and I'm here with my co-host, Georgina Wilson-Dungess. Keep being amazing. Keep being amazing.